welcome to Real Talk with Maria. Today I have my coworker Stephanie Drury. Say hello. Hello. Um, today us the CNT girls are gonna come to you, talk to you guys a little bit about what you're seeing in the media, um, what those headlines are, what those fears might be for you as a future purchaser. Um, and we just want to qualm those and speak some truth um, into what we're seeing right now because of the current market. Yep. So Stephanie. Maria. Talk to me a little bit about all the crap we keep hearing. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I am Stephanie with CNT Mortgage. Yes, Maria and I work hand in hand together. Um, so we get kind of upset when we hear a lot or read a lot of the negative headlines. Um, obviously, it freaks people out. A lot. Um, you really need to take a minute to really do some research and dive into it. You know, one of the big things that you're going to pull up and see is that spring 2021 housing market is going to be the most competitive. Um, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. And while a lot of that is sort of true in the aspect of, yes, it's going to be very competitive. Competitive versus being a miserable buying season is not is so different. Exactly. Exactly. And so those are the things that we kind of want to break apart today. And, you know, a lot of questions that we get is, should I buy a home right now? We're so uncertain with what's going on. And so those are really some things that we kind of just want to lead into, um, discuss why there is such a lack of inventory on the market. What does it mean? It's inevitable. Interest rates are going to rise. They've already started to trickle up. Why that can possibly be a good thing is the way that we want to show you how to look at it. Um, so those are really some things that we're going to cover today. And the biggest thing, the thing that we're most passionate about is looking at real estate as an investment, right? Yes. That's the one thing I feel like people forget to look at. And that is the most exciting part about buying a home. Because it's um, an appreciating asset. It's an appreciating asset. It, it's just such a great investment. It's the only investment that I know of that you can put, invest so little up front and earn such a great reward Correct. over time. But if you don't think of real estate as a long-term investment, you're probably not going to get that excited about it. So another thing that we want to cover today. So perspectives are very important. It's, you know, I always harp on collecting perspectives because that keeps our mind open. Yep. And not just, well, this is what I think I know. Because sometimes what we think we know is incorrect. Yep. Um, you know, and that's a tough pill to swallow. So we're not here to, you know, point fingers or anything like that. But we do want to educate um, on maybe our perspective. Yeah. As lenders. Yeah. A lot of this is our opinions um, combined with research that we've done. So kind of to jump into it, we'll talk about why there is such a lack of inventory on the market. Okay. Um, it's due to multiple reasons. We're still in a pandemic. Uh, I don't think people realize just how different things are doing business through a pandemic. Yeah. I mean, it changes everything. And I mean, not just for our industry, everybody's Everybody. industry. Everybody's going through this. Um, but you really got to think about it in a sense of that's another reason that there's not a lot of inventory on the market. P homeowners, current homeowners that have thought about putting their home on the market are, one, the pandemic. They're uncertain about the economy. And also, we've had a lot of natural disasters come about um, towards the end of last year. It just kind of kept going one year after another, and now we're in a pandemic. Along with other natural disasters that, that we've had, toward, like I said, towards the end of last year, um, started this year, you know, with a nice little winter freeze in Texas. And so you have people that 
were gung-ho about putting their homes on the market and then they they have these setbacks so it's not that people aren't putting their homes on the market because we're entering a housing crash so to speak yeah um i no. think people forget to realize how much of a demand there is and also you yes, have people huge. that are <clears throat> taking advantage the fact that forbearance was extended throughout the end to the end of the year so, so let, let's talk a little bit about that i think this is an important um topic because a lot of people don't even understand forbearance yeah so i mean do you want to touch on that a little bit i mean so if, if you look at the statistics so forbearance roughly around five million people entered That's a lot of people putting That's a lot of homeowners putting their bill if you will on hold and of those five million people, you have about thirty percent of those that kept making their payments. You have about seventeen percent that caught up on their payments. So while there was a huge chunk that went into forbearance, there's a huge chunk that still did what they that needed still to did do. what they needed to do. So while you can look at the number of how many forbearances were taken out, people still took advantage of the fact that hey real estate's my greatest asset right now i need to do whatever i can to keep making my payments and, mm -hmm. and do what i need to do to keep this asset yes. and so i don't think we'll see as many foreclosures hit the I market think that's in the what future a lot of people were banking on right that you know because so many people did go into form I mean, that's a lot of people but i think that the normal thought process with this is oh well they'll probably just foreclose and more houses will come upon the market Right. But I don't think that that many houses through that vehicle, if you will, through the forbearance, you know, that equals in foreclosure is going to be what happens. Right. And I don't think so either. I mean, that's just our opinion based on, you know, really digging deep and, and looking at the numbers. Yes, we're going to see foreclosures hit the market. We I already mean, it's have. Just inevitable. Yeah, yeah, it's just inevitable. But um, it, it's just uh, if you really look at it that way kind of ease your mind a little bit that the real estate market's not as scary as what you're it's actually seeing. a little bit it's holding steady it's been holding steady um you know i yes it's true builders can't build them fast enough and yes maybe there aren't the inventory isn't as readily available mm -hmm. but i do believe that more will become available right and so that's kind of what we're gonna get in so right now we're experiencing you know a lot of home, home buyers getting with their agents and trying to figure out creative ways to put in an offer so bidding over asking price um guaranteeing that you're gonna pay x amount of dollars above the appraisal value well, see, and here's uh, that. let's touch on that real quick because the only way you can get a house right now is if you throw a little bit more money at it. For the most part, yeah. I and mean, it's a seller's market, and that's not a secret. And it's easy to get caught up in, I need to do this right now. I got to get into this house. Don't get me wrong. I totally understand it. Uh, we bought a home last year. I can't imagine having to be in the market right now. I sold a home last year, so I get the <laughs> other side of, of yeah. the coin. I do understand what it means personally to say it's a seller's market because I know that I got uh, I got way more than over asking price. Yeah. Of course, I listed it at a fair price. So I knew it would appraise even over what I got. So this is, I think, where people are not understanding and they're overpaying, if you will, or sometimes that value comes in lower. So you can't just throw money at a situation. And if you're in that position where you and your family, you found a home and you're going to have to pay fifteen, twenty thousand dollars over asking price. 
before you do that, really sit down and see what that looks like for your future. What does that do for retirement? What does that do for you and your family well, over month time? To month. What is how that, long you know, do you plan mon- monthly payment? How long do you plan on being in this home? How long is it going to take you to recoup that difference? If you know, those are factors that you really need to sit down and think about. That's kind of how I educate my mm-hmm. clients to really look at it. You know, I, I get the question all day long, Steph, what would you do? What would you do? Would you do this? At the end of the day, when I get questions like that, I got to be in the position to really know what I'm going to do. But knowing how I look at things, I'm really going to look at the numbers and and figure out what this would do for my family over time. It needs to make sense mathematically. Exactly. And nobody, I I didn't bring my crystal ball today. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the future looks like. So everybody (laughs) has been asking me, okay, well, what are rates going to do? I don't know. (laughs) So, you know, interest rates. So to kind of... Rising interest rates, if you think about it, are going to kind of lead to a balance, so to speak. Um, Interest rates have already started to rise. I know that consumers don't want to hear this. I get it. Just like when we say when gas prices go up, it's one of two things, right? Either the economy is getting better or there's just that much more demand. Yeah. Yeah. So same thing with rates. You know, it's not a horrible thing that they've inched up a little bit. Yeah, but, and, they but they're still at an all-time, all the they're still super, super low. Um, and, and so when you think of low interest rates, we let our buyers know and our referral partners, um, our real estate agents know that, hey, this is going to have our buyers enable into more buying power. Yes, It gives them more buying power. And so when you hear interest rates go are starting to rise, you know, you get a lot of homeowners that start to get discouraged. Well, it's only going to be so long that people are going to continue to pay over asking until they're unwilling to do that or just completely unable to do so because of they're able to purchase less home now with rising interest rates. So at the end of the day, I mean, more than likely, you're going to see more of a balance. Yes, you're going to pay a little bit more interest over time, but you're going to pay that interest on a lesser price point home then you, I mean, if you really think about it, it does balance out over time. And, and that's something to really think about um, and, and not get discouraged. Nobody likes to hear that interest rates are rising, but it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Well, it's, it's, it's natural. I mm-hmm. mean, a year ago, we, you know, two years ago, we were writing loans for 5%. Yep. You know what I mean? And then they went down. So before that, we were in the 3%. So it's going to go up, down, up, down, because that's just the nature of a market. Yeah. However, rates are very individual to the buyer. People still, they still don't get this. Okay. So we are going to look at your credit score. We are going to look at your debt and we're going to look at your income. Those are the biggest factors because we have to make sure that number one, you have the ability to repay. Number two, what you can achieve with your qualifications that looks different for each individual borrower, right? So just because your neighbor got a 2.5 doesn't mean that you will get a 2.5 doesn't mean you won't get under a 2.5. I don't know yet until you get the big picture. I have to assess the whole situation, but I get a lot of calls with, Oh my God, my God, my God, they're going up and I I need to lock in. And I'm like, we don't even have a contract yet. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? So 
I think that there's a huge disconnect when it comes to rates because everybody just gets into this mental frenzy of what they've seen online, on the news, or whatever, and they're not understanding that a rate is individual to them. Right. And I mean, think about it like this with rising interest rates and home val home values continuously rising and appreciating over time. You can't have both continuously mm -mm. that it, it just can't happen. It, it becomes unaffordable, unattainable at that point. Um, so to kind of lead back into the fact that we are in a very, 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 very low inventory market, I think we'll start to see that let up with rising interest rates. Yeah, um, I think that's going to slow down the demand. But on the turn side of that, we're going to see more homeowner, current homeowners start to put their homes on the market. You know, we're coming out of this pandemic. The economy is kind of letting up. Mm -hmm. So we'll start to see, you know, those current homeowners move to assisted living homes, um, retirement homes, move well, in with family. A lot of people are, are also downsizing. That and then you've you've got the pool of distressed homeowners that are going to, they have no choice but to either sell or unfortunately foreclose on their homes. So we'll we'll see the market start to balance out a little bit it's more. It's going to change. And it. so the whole point of this podcast today is to still get you excited. Now, when we talk about more inventory coming on the market, um, more supply, you get a lot of people, especially our parents, mm -hmm. that are gung-ho of, hey, this is going to lead to a housing crash. I've heard that a lot lately, especially with our older generations. Yes. Yes. And while I think the market will correct itself, I don't think it'll be this year. I don't think it'll be in 2022. And when it does, I don't think we will see anything like we saw back in, you know, the, exactly. Um, people have so much equity in their homes right now that they forget that though. People don't, for, people forget about their equity. That helps. And people now we understand or we realize the effects of population growth than from 30 years ago. So if you think back to 2007, 2008, 2009, there wasn't a lot of demand because, you know, the average homeowner right now is 33 years old. Mm -hmm. And so when you think back to the Great Recession, there wasn't such a huge demand because if you go back 30 years ago and it, this gets political and we're not going to get into that mm -hmm. today, but there was a decline in population growth for various reasons. Well, we have millennials that are the biggest sector of mm -hmm. the real estate market and right now. And the most educated. And are, you know, I mean, are able to afford a little bit more. So while we will see more supply enter the market, I think the demand for that supply is going to continue to stay consistent. Okay. Which should excite you. I mean, it... I, I w but, but, like, how do we even explain that even more clearly for people so they do get excited and they do get it. I, I feel like I need the light bulb to really get to know your client, really ask them questions, um, get to know them, get to know what their goals are. I, quite frankly, we don't have time to crunch numbers all day long. So if I'm not asking my clients what their goals are, what, how long do they plan on being this home? What's more important to you? You want to keep more funds liquid? Do you want a lower monthly payment? What is important to you? If you're not asking those questions as a lender, yeah, you're really not doing your, your job. job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and one thing you have to be cognizant of is we're not order takers. So if, you know, you tell me that you want to put 10% down, it's what your neighbor did. I'm going to show you that option, but I'm also going to get to know you and ask you questions of what's important to you. And if what you're telling me isn't matching up to what you told me that you want, I'm going to show you more options. Yeah. That way, it's not my money at the end of the day that we're no. spending. It's your money. It's your investment at the end of the day. But we try, You need to know your options. Yeah, but we also try not to, like, I know... For me personally, and I know for you too, 
we try to give you options so you're not house broke. Yep. Like that is not what we want for you. That does not, that means I didn't set you up for success. Yep. Because now you have this phenomenal house and you're broke in it. <laughs> don't <laughs> want that. Not, do we not. We don't want to do that. So I do, you know, we do ask a lot of questions and we, we do do all of that. You know, but at the end of the day, the numbers is where it's at. Numbers don't lie. That and then helping you understand what your investment does over time. So mm -hmm. initially, you know, say easy math, $300,000 home, you want to take advantage of 3% down, $9,000. So initially your $9,000 investment, well, if you look at it over time in terms of the home appreciating, mm -hmm. that's really where you see your investment grow. And we're not and talking to the people that... Uh, appeal their taxes every year because a lot of people like to do that and then they don't really get to see you know that value go up or maybe they do but they're too busy fighting it down well it's based on two different assessments yeah so you can't Mindset, really set though yeah yeah i mean and that's where i'm at it's like if it's just like with a borrower you know we can try to show them this is the way because this makes more sense mm -hmm. but like you said if this if they want it this way, you're going to show it to them, but then it's up to us and our due diligence and our discernment to move forward or not. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have questions or you have people in your ear, these are things that I really want you to try to think about differently. Um, call me, call Maria. We're more than happy to kind of go through this, but if you just think about it a little differently and truly look at the facts and the numbers behind it, we're still in a very, very healthy real estate market. We really are. And I don't think, I mean. And I think it's going to continue. I think it's going to stay consistent. Yes, absolutely. We're going to see a correction. It's inevitable. That's just the way it goes. And but, then a, a little bit of a decrease. But it's not going to, I don't believe it will be a crash. No, I, do, I don't either. I mean, I know that's a lot of concerns and it's easy to think that way. Um, well, it's okay. So it's easy to, it's easy to follow the masses. And sometimes through media, you know, there's a lot of fear. Yeah. A lot of fear that's put out there because that is how you get your headline. And I mean, I'm not super naive when it comes to the fact of marketing. You know, there's yeah. a lot of clickbait out there, you know, housing crash. But unfortunately, the majority, the masses, that is what they click on. Exactly. And I would do it too. If, if I didn't do this for a living, you know, I, it's so easy to get caught up and... Well, it's, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the wrong education. Yeah. Right? Because everything you're taking in, you're, you're learning something, whether it's real or not, whether it's incorrect or not correct. So we're here to try to put an ease, you know, to some of those incorrect um, ways of thinking and or ideas that are being promoted out there right now. Yeah. And I mean, what really gets us excited is if you really just sit down, look at the numbers and think of real estate We're as an geeks. investment. We yeah. really, really like numbers. It's just, it's really cool. <laughs> it's, it's so cool. I mean, you know, Paige, my wife, mm -hmm. uh, really could care less about real estate a few years ago, <laughs> but now, you know, she, she gets pretty excited about it. She's on my butt all the time about purchasing an investment property where we want to and, or another one. And so, yeah, because it's just fun. It's exciting. And I get it because I get it, right? Yeah. But like we want y'all to get it. We want our viewers and our listeners to get how exciting it, it can be to invest in real estate because it, it's still a very good market out there. Yep. You just have, it, maybe it's taking a little bit harder or a little bit harder time, a little bit longer time to find the house that you want, but it's in inevitable that you will find it. 
Yeah. Right. Patience. Patience. We're going to see more inventory hit the market and the demand is still going to go along with it. So I I really think we're going to see it continue to balance out. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But well, it's just an opinion. You know, this is based on what we've been seeing, what we know, you know, what what we hear and what we're being told. Common sense. Well, I don't want (laughs) to. Common sense don't grow in everybody. We can edit that out. We can edit that out. Sorry. But that's why we're here. We're here to to make it a little bit, a little bit more understandable. Yep. And you know maybe it's common sense to us because we do this all day every day, right? But Mm -hmm. it might not be for somebody else just because it's just not the way they think. So this is where we're offering you a different facet, a different perspective. You know, because we are in this line of work and this is what we do all day, every day. And if you found this informative, let us know because we plan to do more podcasts such as this to really get you the information that you deserve to know that's Mm -hmm. not talked about a lot, that's not talked about in this way, Mm -hmm. so to speak. I mean, you have people... Well, there's always the people that are going to pump you up and fluff you up. Why? Because they want to make this sale. And we're not... I can speak for Stephanie and I both. We do this because we love doing it. This is what we do. We want to help people. We want to bless people. It's There's nothing like that closing table meeting. Yeah. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've had that tough discussion with a client of ours where it does not make sense for them to get into home. If they're having to liquidate everything, borrow from friends and family because of the market right now, because you're having to bid over asking price, just wait. Just be patient. That is where we would tell you as loan officers, maybe it's not such a good idea right now. At the end of the day, it's your decision. Um, but, you know, I I find it hard to sleep at night if I know that somebody's getting into a home and they really That's do not. That's what sets us apart from other lenders, though. And I feel like I'm very proud to say that. I agree. I mean, this is how we feed our family. This is how... So, yes, we is... do this for a job, but we're not doing this because we, we just want the deal. Like, I love... Like I said, we're in this to help others and bless others. Yeah. It's not just about us. You know, this is a huge dream we get to be a part of for people. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I mean, and you know how excitable I get about everything. <laughs> Yes. So if you found this helpful, um, I hope you did. Uh, You have all of our contact info. You know where we're at. um, So, you know, this uh, podcast is also recorded uh, visually. So I will always post it on Facebook. Um, You are more than welcome to find us. uh, Maria A. Young. Um, It's just Stephanie Drury, right? Stephanie Drury. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. There's no middle initial or anything. Okay. Um, we're both on Facebook. We're both on Instagram. Y'all go and post some questions on there. You know, um, if you don't get it or so-and-so told you, somebody's cat's uncle's son told you that this was going to happen, write it on there. We'll go look it up for you. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, you know, we don't care in the aspect that we're going to get it figured out for you. Like, even if it's, you know, something that I I can say, I really don't think so, but I'm going to do the research just so you know what the truth is. Because there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of fear, you know, um, that's being projected out there. Just, again, like you said, clickbait. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair to you guys, you know, trying to make this huge decision of do I buy this house or not? Yeah. So I think that 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 was very informative. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, is there anything else you would like to um, tell our viewers and our listeners? Mm-hmm. No, not. <laughs>
<laughs> my baby shower's coming. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah, so Micah, so um Stephanie's wife, Paige, is pregnant with Micah, and tomorrow is our baby shower, and I just can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. And he's due May 23rd. And he's due May 23rd. Yeah, I cannot wait. I'm going to be an aunt all over again. I think he's already a stubborn little guy, but. Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) Yeah, Paige. (laughs) Let's be honest. All right, guys. If y'all need anything, you let us know. Let us know. Give us a call. The office number at CNT Mortgage is 832-220-1480. You can ask for Maria Young. You can ask for Stephanie Drury. We will be there always to help you um, and answer those questions and calm those doubts because that's what we're here for. So, again, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me, y'all. Please be on the lookout for this podcast. Um, And, again, any questions, please go on our social media platforms and ask away because we're here to answer and help. Y'all have a good one. Follow me to see overload pictures of Micah. Yes. All right. And Teddy. And Gus. Oh, my God. (laughs) Y'all have a good day.